there you are. I'm here. Yeah. I was, it was kind of weird trying to get you on the podcast this time. It's like they changed the steps a little bit. They did? What, what's different? Well, it was... I don't know. It was asking me, like, uh, add people you know already on Anchor. So I was like, okay. So I put in your name. And then I hit next and nothing happened. I was like, okay. So I hit something else. And then <laughs> it took me, like, the normal way, so... I, I, I got a notification saying that you favorited my podcast. I don't know if that was an accident. No, I did that because I thought it would make it like easier to bring you into the recording. Oh. I thought your name would like pop up and I would have to send you like a text. Go like the roundabout way. <laughs> well, thanks anyways. I got a favorite. <laughs> you get another favorite. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is Motion Mindset. I'm your host, Michael. I'm here again with my cousin, Christian. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so today on this one, we're going to continue the series and we're going to talk about the book of water. So this is going to be a little bit different since I have my cousin on. We're kind of, we're going to go through like uh, different passages and stuff like that and kind of talk about it and discuss like an open forum kind of thing. So it should be interesting. There were two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or so let's get started. You like this analogy yeah. better? Like spaghetti meatballs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I guess they both work, you know? Yeah. All right, so let's start this off in the book of water. In the book of water, the entire strategy of my two-sword school is revealed. You should think each thing through completely and not simply gloss over the words. It is important to understand what you're reading and studying. Should you approach a concept that you do not understand, it would be foolish if you're making the warrior way your lifestyle. To continue on when i say that language is limited in certain respects it should be understood that while information may be evident knowledge is not necessarily obvious there are hidden meanings not to be confused with non-understandable things they must be thought through constantly until you reach an understanding when you reread this book you will see another level of understanding come to light in fact each time you pick the book up to study it again you interpret the teachings differently this does not mean that your previous understanding was wrong. It simply means that you're proceeding to ask the spirit of the thing to reveal itself on a higher level. While it appears that the rules of strategy are explained here in terms of single combat fights, you should also think on a larger plane to understand battles involving many men. So what do you think? <laughs> well, that was honestly, that was beautiful, man. Um, my interpretation, I would say... And, and tell me what you think maybe I'm wrong the way I think but you always like take a piece of information that you either read or hear you know and dissect it for yourself mm-hmm. and and like I, I heard you say something about like something like a like a warrior mindset of it or something like that mm-hmm. right kind of like your inner self and you you take it and absorb it but the way you need it and um whatever you take the next time you hear it or you apply it to something else that it'll it'll come from you you're you're extracting something does that make sense Uh, Mm um what do you think yeah and and like what he says in the book and like honestly i've kind of i think i've read this book twice Mm -hmm. and exactly what he says like um even reading this book again like you'll notice things that you didn't notice before or kind of like the meaning of it will be revealed to you in a different way than before mm-hmm. and kind of like you can experience something or read something and 
have totally different experiences both times. So I think that's kind of one of the things that he's talking about here. But what does a book kind of um, talk about? Like, what kind of information are, are you taking from the book? From the entire book. So, for everyone that's new, the Book of Five Rings was written by Miyamoto Musashi, and it's primarily it's a book on on combat and martial arts. So, like, always remember that that this book is not. It's it's mostly focused on his. His combat style and his specific school is what he's mostly talking about. It's kind of like a, a martial arts strategy guide in a way. But I mean, a lot of the concepts can be applied to life as well. Because just like that, you know, like every time you read something or whatever, you might not have the same experience reading it. You pick up something different each time or something that you didn't catch the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's also because, like, Sometimes when you're reading something, the state of mind that you have will be different the next time you read it. You'll be coming from a different frame, based off different experiences and things like that. So, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, kind of like um, same thing as when you watch a movie, you watch it multiple times, you always catch something different. Mm-hmm. You know, and also in life, you're just kind of you're always growing, and you either you read a book or you go through another experience a second time. You've changed. You've grown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I, I like what you just read. Continue, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the next passage that I was going to go over. This is another interesting one. He says, Imitation is the surest form of flattery and failure. I'm not interested with your talk about my I, my ideas. I'm more interested in your applying them to your life. If you do not, then you are essentially not in accord with your own mind. This does not apply to those, those of you who read merely for enjoyment, but only to those who strive to be warriors. Study so as to absorb my teachings into your heart. So what he's basically saying is like, you know, <laughs> he's like, I don't give a fuck about you talking about my ideas or whatever. He's like, I'm more interested in you actually using them. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, don't, don't say, like, do. Yeah. Don't go around talking about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah. It's kind of what he's saying here. Um, and then, but then he says to you, you know, this doesn't apply to those of you who are reading just for fun. It's only those who strive to be warriors. So. Dude, I like this. Yeah, you haven't... I think we talked about this. You haven't read the Book of Five Rings yet, have you? No, I don't think I, I read the whole thing. I think I started it. I read some of it. Small book, but no, I haven't read the whole thing. Or I didn't grasp it as much. Absorb it. Yeah. And it, it really is one of those things where... Um, when you come back at it and, and read it again, you'll really start to pick up on some of the little nuances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after well, you reading those passages right now, makes you really want to go back, back, and um, reread it for myself. Mm-hmm. 
Because yeah. it makes yeah. me think you. That makes me think you kind of interpret anything from your own experiences and how you would apply it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the truth. It's like we're all we're all living in like a bubble of our own beliefs and biases and experiences and and whatever so we're all living life in a a different frame a different frame of mind wearing different like lenses so we all see things in a different color I guess yeah yeah we can go deep there but yeah like who can almost like I thought about this who can say someone else is wrong and some things that you do in their eyes you can be totally right you'd be like what the heck mm-hmm. yeah because it's just like sometimes we all have different interpretations of something and I, I, and it kind of reminds me of that that Janus story talking about the blind man and the elephant mm-hmm. I think you may have talked about this one before yeah yeah where it's like and, uh, an elephant comes into town and like all these blind men have never you know they've been blind their whole life so they don't know what an elephant looks like so they go and touch different parts of it and then each man describes the part that they touched in a different way right so someone says like the tail feels like a rope so it must be some kind of rope someone touches the leg they're like okay this is kind of like a tree trunk it must be like a tree you know whatever and it goes on and then uh someone who sees him they ask you know like what is it ask them to explain what the elephant is like who's right and he's like he's like you're all right but you're all experiencing a different part of it and what you're describing is your experience of that part but ultimately they were all right in a way you know like we're all kind of our own little fingerprints yeah we're all experiencing life and everything else like we're all experiencing like one segment of it and I guess we're all right ultimately but we're just experiencing each part that we're touching differently. Right. Like we almost like we need each other to um, to explain our own experiences. And if we all just instead of saying "fuck you," no, no, like listen to what everyone says, and it'll help you understand maybe the universe better. Yeah, it's almost like. This is like a giant puzzle, and each of us is holding a puzzle piece. Yeah. And we're like, no, this is what the world is. Just the piece that we're holding. But if we all just put our pieces together, we would see the real image. Yeah. You know, I saw... Uh, I don't know if this is on topic. I saw Neil Tyson... What's his name? Neil Tyson deGrasse? Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. DeGrasse Tyson, yeah. Uh, it was about coincidences uh, everyone being kind of like unique and different like we're talking about but he went deep as in um, uh, simulated reality simulated mm-hmm. and that, you know we're all these characters in in this universe and he, he spoke about like for example Super Smash Bros like Mario what if you were a scientist in the game or of the game and then you made Mario have free will mm-hmm. and think for himself and he's like tell about us humans that what if we were just programmed to have free will we're not actually real we just have the illusion of feeling of I know it's probably off topic it's gonna go somewhere but <laughs> that's okay 
it's still good nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna <laughs> What's that? The flu's continuous is good. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna continue on to another another passage in the book. It says The manner in which a warrior carries himself is of the utmost importance both physically and mentally. You are undoubtedly familiar with men who are quiet and strong and seem to be doing nothing. They do not appear to be tense and do not appear to be in disarray. They simply appear. This is exactly the appearance for which they strive. When it is necessary to attack, they do so with complete resolve, sure of themselves, neither overbearing in attitude nor with false humility. They attack with one purpose and one purpose only, to destroy the enemy. So again, like his big thing is the the whole warrior mentality mm-hmm. and like his I, I think we're talking about this well last week or something like that like um sort of kind of Masashi's background he spent most of his life as a duelist going around Japan dueling different people to the death mm-hmm. a lot of them to the death there, there was some that weren't but so this is kind of uh, and then he fought in uh, some battles as a, a ronin it's basically kind of like a mercenary. Um, and then at the end of his life, he uh, opened his own school and kind of taught his fighting style. And um, then ended up writing down his kind of thoughts and uh, meditations and stuff like that in a couple books. And kind of lived out the rest of his days like that. So it's an interesting story. There's actually a really good uh, documentary about him on. Uh, it came out on the History Channel. Uh, something. Maybe it was called Musashi, something like that. It's really good. Like I recommend you watch it. I was gonna ask. Um, how do I say? Uh, how long ago? Does like how long ago did he live? And does he still have like? people like that follow him you know kind of like uh, a lineage like uh, like his school yeah like a school or people that are still kind of like uh, do this thing kind of I, I don't see people dueling anymore but... no this was this was like in feudal Japan oh sheesh yeah this was a while ago <laughs> but I mean he's a uh, in um in like kind of the west he's not as well known I guess but it's, he's a popular character and figure in Japan mm-hmm. so I, I think a lot of people would know his story there um, his character also comes out in video games and stuff to some extent and um, one of kind of his styles of fighting was like with two swords mm-hmm. I guess so he had the, the uh, long sword in one hand and then the short sword and the other and then would fight that way but kind of his primary reason for that was not just like fighting with two swords but being able to fight with a sword one-handed instead of the traditional two-handed style do you know the name of the documentary um let me find it out real quick use technology at hand yeah doing this live searching the documentary I love it. Yeah, it's really good though. 
Yeah, let me um, check it out. That's pretty. It sounds pretty cool. If you go on like YouTube and type in uh, "Samurai Miyamoto Masashi documentary," it'll pop up. It's like two and a half hours. It's called Samurai. Came out in 2010. Yeah, it, it's really good. It's interesting. So, uh, I'll check it out. But, uh, yeah, we'll go on to the next passage. And we're just kind of covering the, uh, the more kind of spiritual, metaphysical things in this book because a lot of the other stuff is talking about specific like um footwork proper proper body posture stances and things like that for fighting so i'm not going to go over that so much you know, like how to hold the sword and things like that so it says a small man can beat a, a much larger man and one man can beat many men in a fight Allow your wisdom to develop by constantly striving to perfect yourself in your own art and by understanding the arts of others. When you understand yourself and you understand the enemy, you cannot be defeated. Be aware at all times of what is right and wrong among men. Do not permit yourself to be intimidated by the size of the enemy. Do not be fooled by your own misunderstanding of what your purpose is. To do so is wrong thinking. It means that you are not studying the principles of my way properly. Whether on or off the battlefield, there's no difference in spirit. The warrior sees all of life as a battlefield. Do not lose heart if the enemy's appearance is overwhelming. You must commit yourself to constant study in order to develop the perfection in your soul, evident in the demeanor of the spirit. So, I mean, even then he kind of says it, you know. The warrior sees all life as the battlefield. You know, whether on or off, there's no difference in spirit. So let's talk about maintaining that mindset, even whether you're fighting, whether you're at war, or, you know, whether it's your everyday life. I like taking everything as a, a step to grow. Mm-hmm. And he talks a lot about understanding everything. Like, like learn and know as much as you can. He always makes that a point throughout this book to kind of say, you know, study, understand your art, and then understand the, understand the art of others. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a swordsman should know how to use all weapons, you know. A doctor should know carpentry, like, um, be kind of like that renaissance man type person, you know. Yeah, and never settle for, like, just for less or for one thing and limit yourself. So yeah. much you can just always improve yourself and know as much as you can so I think that's very important I think that's one of the things that we kind of lack in today's age I think people are like only kind of cons- um, concerned with what they're immediately doing and not so concerned about everything else you know the world is so big but everybody's so just concerned with their own life yeah. And not the bigger picture. The true warriors actually make make use of their uh, 
samurai in their hands, their cell phones. They have like all the information <laughs> there at the disposal, right? And freaking fingertips. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like there's all this knowledge in our hands, and then if we post pictures of the eggs on Instagram or whatever, you know, like we have the world's knowledge in the palm of our hands, and yet we don't use it, and people seem to be distracted. Yeah, distracted, or you know, just as ignorant as before. But, I mean, you can literally, like, you can look up pictures of anywhere in the world and kind of travel without actually going to places to yeah. an extent. Yeah. And we're more open to the world than ever before, but people seem to still be pretty ignorant of the world. It's just my opinion, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Except for those, the, the true warriors are trying to find their way. Yeah. Spiritual people. warriors. Bridge wars, wars, physical wars. People listening to this, they're they're, they're them. Yeah, they're not watching Kardashian. They're watching Mushin Mindset. <laughs> yeah, I listen. I listen to meditations with Christian Mushin Mindset. I'm a spiritual <laughs> warrior. Spiritual <laughs> badass. But I mean, that's true. It's just like um, it's different, you know. Yeah. So yeah, most of the rest of the book um, is still really good. A lot of it is uh, different combat principles, and he even gets into footwork and combinations of attack and all that kind of stuff, and different kinds of attacks, actually. He goes into that? Yeah. That's cool. You know, like, um, one is called the Falling Leaves Cut, the Flame and Flash Cut. You know, practicing blocking and striking at the same time or using a block to go into a strike differences in cutting and slashing attacks all that kind of stuff I kind of like this one though I don't know why I didn't have this highlighted but he says making yourself bigger than you are this is a strong warrior attitude extend your spirit above and beyond the enemy's body and spirit Never cringe in fear and never fight without your spine being straight. This indicates your resoluteness to go in hard and deep to cut the enemy down. You first beat the enemy with your spirit, and then you beat the enemy with your hands or your sword. Stretch out your body and your spirit. Go for the kill with utter resolve and commitment. So that's interesting. He's saying beat their spirit, beat their mind first, and then you beat them with your hands or the sword. You know, that's where you start, and he even starts off by saying, Extend your spirit above and beyond the enemy's body and spirit, you know. Set your mind right. Set your spirit right. Extend it. Mm -hmm. And then defeat the enemy at his spirit. Defeat his spirit first, and then you defeat his body. So what does that look like? Practical. Practically? Yeah. We defeat somebody in the mind first, so... Have you ever seen, like, fights or whatever, and they psych them out before the fight ever begins? Mm-hmm. And so then their mind isn't right the whole time, and then they beat them? Like Mike Tyson, like, uh, McGregor. Yeah, I mean, they could be examples. Um, but there's a story with Miyamoto Musashi, so, in one of his duels, um, 
he was going to duel this guy and basically the the short abridged version of the story is he made the guy wait forever for like hours like they they oh, they were going to duel at a certain time and Musashi just waited so the guy got there early and got ready and tried to stage up to be there at that time and so then Musashi just woke up like ate breakfast like you know whatever just chilled and then um it was like on a on an island or something so some Musashi had to row the boat there so you know he was already late on purpose just to piss the guy off and then um the guy he was dueling was famous for using a long sword a long sword um longer than the the standard one and so what Musashi did is he carved out an oar uh, a few inches longer than that guy's sword. Oh, shit. So not only did he make the guy wait, but then when he dueled him, he dueled him with a wooden oar, not an actual sword. And it was longer than the guy's sword. So, kind of a little bit of an insult there, you know, like he didn't fight him with a real sword. And he made the guy wait, you know. <laughs> so, it's supposed to be kind of like this gentlemanly thing with a duel where you meet at a specified time and then you duel. Mm-hmm. And he made him wait hours, so the guy was already pissed off and mad and like psyched out. And so by the uh, by the time they fought, he was already like his mindset was already done. And then Musashi beat him and killed him. Dang. And I think that was I can't remember if that was his last duel, but it was it was like near the end of his dueling career, I think. So you know, that's that's kinda what that looks like. Right, that's true. But you want to keep your spirit strong and defeat theirs. Like mm-hmm. psychological warfare stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's very smart, man. Very, very. But yeah, I mean, the book of water goes into more detail in, in some of this stuff. Um, and I definitely recommend that people read it. It's a really good book. I'll make sure to look over it again and read it again man yeah I think didn't you get it like a year ago yeah um, about a year ago yeah like yeah sometime last last summer I ran over a little bit but I also I bought like a bunch of other books at the same time because I plan on reading every single one like in a week like in a day and um, I skimmed over it and then I went to the next one but now I want to read it again. You plan on reading books in a day? No, I'm saying like I had gotten a whole bunch of books, and what I'm saying is like I didn't plan it out. Right? I just want to. Uh, I bought them all on like impulse. I was like, I want to read everything in a day. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have that problem too, all the time. I get up and I'm like, I really want to read this, mm-hmm. and then I find another one that I really want to read, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get this, and then I'm gonna read it after, and I just end up reading like half of each one because it's like there's so many books and I just want to read them all so I start reading it and I get halfway through each one it's horrible yeah it's gonna get your information yeah but it's, you just want to cover everything but it's like you just you have no patience I guess just like me I'm like I get impatient and I just start reading the next thing but we're almost at 30 minutes so I'll go ahead and end it here so thank you guys again for joining the podcast and uh thank you christian for being on 
Oh, yeah, of course, man. Got some good wisdom. <laughs> Check out Meditations with Christian. Yes, where we do meditations, affirmations, um, goal planning, freedom planning. Check it out. All right, everybody. Thank you. I hope this was insightful, and uh, I hope that uh, this information will become part of your spirit out there and that everyone can use it out there in their daily life. So thank you guys for joining. I'll talk to you guys next time. Later, guys.